With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope. With your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody. And we are going to open some of your eyes tonight because we have a very interesting guest on our program tonight. So welcome to the Pure Hope Show and happy Equinox, everyone. Tonight, we are going to be giving you an overflowing information of inspiration The Pure Hope Show is very honored to present to you many gifted people who have been on our program, and it allows us at the Hope and Faith Center and the Pure Hope Show to fulfill our mission. And our mission here at the Pure Hope Show is to empower others to live out and express their individual purpose, and I always say to master their own knowing. So through candid and dynamic truth-filled questions and discussion that we will have in our program tonight, you will begin to see another side of life that's going to be very, very interesting. And most of the time, people do not receive uh, this type of information that you'll be receiving tonight from our program. So we at the Temple Antelou right now ask you to grab a cup of coffee perhaps some hot tea, sit back in a comfortable chair and join us on this journey of inspiration. I guarantee you you're going to have some experiences that will illuminate you, inspire you, and perhaps ignite you. So let me tell you who we're going to have on the program tonight. Her name is Joy Elaine. She is an author and a speaker, a level four master practitioner, and an animal healing practitioner of S. which means serenity, vibration, healing, and enlightenment techniques. She credits this energy modality with being instrumental in assisting her to bring forth the information of the Joy Chronicles, which are her fantastic books. In fact, as she gets on the program tonight, she's going to talk about that this is a 10-book series. Uh, These are just a few of her books right now. Uh, I'm just going to name a few of them, and we'll talk about the other ones. Path of Sweetness, which means and speaks about the glorious future of the Earth that will be unveiled by Astar Commander. Blossoming of Love is the second book. Exciting Developments in the Fairy Gardens and a Cosmic Wedding. A Wish is Granted. A Fairy Wedding and the Dragon King unveils the history of dragons on Earth and so many others. So let me tell you that anyone who is listening tonight, you have the opportunity to join us with questions, or if you have a comment, uh, please feel free to call us. I'm going to give you the number. 
<clears throat> please excuse me, my voice is a little hoarse tonight. The number is 213-559-2974. Press the number one and Tom, our director, will get you right on the air. Again, the number is 213-559-2974. So here we are. Get ready for Sparks of Inspiration. Hello, Joy. How are you? Hi, hello, Hope. <laughs> delighted to be on your show this evening. Thank you for asking. I am. Oh, I'm so delighted that you're on. I had asked Joy where she was calling from, and she says Blooming. Is it Bloomington, Indiana? Yes. Mm-hmm. Bloomington, Indiana. And tell our, our listeners um, what you said about uh, Bloomington, Indiana. It's um, it's a university town, Indiana University. And it has uh-huh. a very famous school of music. Joshua Bell, uh, the famous violinist, is one of the faculty on the faculty here. And, you oh, know, it's yeah. really really a privilege to be able to go and hear some really great concerts for free here. Um, uh-huh. I enjoy it very much. I am a, I'm a musician also. I do play the violin. Um, so. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. How, how wonderful. <laughs> well, well, one of the things I was going to ask you, Joy, is that many of our listeners and many I know of the people who come to uh, the Hope Interface Center and they listen to these programs, they always ask me to ask my guests how they got into the work that they're doing, how you received information of your books, and what was the impetus for kind of beginning this series of books. Okay, I love to talk about that. Um in my 40s, I went. I intended a business se- seminar, and um, we were to set down some goals in different areas of our life, including physical goals and family goals. And there was a category called spiritual goals. And hmm. I sat there and I looked at that category and I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm in trouble uh-huh. here. I, I couldn't think of a thing to put down. Um, looked hmm. around, other people didn't seem to be having any difficulty, and that was kind of a a wake-up call for me that I maybe I needed to investigate that area of my life. I'd been raised very, very religiously, and I got away from that um, when I went away to college, and just because it just didn't seem to fit me as I got older. So I started investigating, probably like many of your listeners, I investigated all forms of healing, um, esoteric studies, uh, past life regressions, Akashic record reading, shamanic healing, angelic healing, um, I can't even remember all the things that I studied. And then in 2003, I stumbled across uh, this modality, Serenity Vibration Healing. And as I started to work with um, the lady who brought this information uh, forth, her name is Jill Marie, as soon as, I, as soon as I talked with her for a few minutes, I knew that I wanted to work with her. I knew that this was something for me. And as I started using it on myself, I really could feel, I could feel a shift in my energy. I could feel myself energetically changing, I suppose you could say. And it was just so profound and so dramatic for me, with, not, not with any drama or trauma, but very graceful. And I was so thrilled that I just have been, I really started practicing it uh, assiduously for many years. Used it to get get myself clear because, I'd, I'd come. I'd been divorced for some time, and uh, I stumbled into another relationship that was not good. And I thought, you know, I just don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough drama and trauma. 
So my goal was to start, you know, to work on myself. And then eventually I felt like I had, you know, I'd, I'd gotten pretty far, and I wanted to start helping others. I'm an Aquarian, which means, you know, supposedly we're the people that want to save save the world, and I fit right into that category because I decided I wanted to start helping helping the earth. I spent my life, uh, my childhood on a farm, and I was very much what you could say, a child of nature, but I just spent m- most all of my days outside running around barefoot and playing. And um, the work that the Serenity Vibration Healing work, I do work, work some with the Galactic Councils of Light, and I work with the Ascended Masters. I do not work with entities or beings that are of lower vibration. That's some of the parameters that I set in place so that I'm only speaking with those of the highest um, vibration and clarity and uh, those who are, you know, wishing to to be on the side of light. They're beings of light. So mm-hmm. I put together, I'd, I'd heard about the Ashtar Command from another healer that was doing some work with them. And maybe I can just briefly say the Ashtar Command, they are a, a consortium of non-dual masters, and I'll talk about what non-dual is in just a few moments. That they And they have dedicated thousands and thousands and thousands of years of, to assist in guarding, assisting and guarding Earth. You've heard, you know, the movie The Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, the Ashtar Commander Commander are the guardians of the galaxies and the universes because there's actually 47 universes, (laughs) which I I learned in the course of this work. So that's that's how I started. I just put this energy package together, and I stepped with my energy body, which is a technique I learned in the Serenity Vibration Healing. I step with my energy body on a, onto an Ashtar command ship on the 10th dimension above Earth and uh, started speaking with this commander. And the information that I gathered uh, in the course of our talks was so fascinating, I thought, I can't keep it to myself. I have to tell others about what's the possibilities of the future for Earth. It was just so thrilling to me. It was so, it was so wonderful because... You know, we have this, and we have for all of our existence, humanity has this scenario of we're born, we experience life, we age, maybe we have illness, and then we die. And in the non-dual uh, realms, which which we are progressing to, that is not, that is not the progression at all. Hmm. Um, people there are born, they're not, and they're not born the way we are. They're born uh, in a nest of energy between the man and the woman. They mature in about six hours' time. The baby does. I mean, they're still a baby, but they are fully formed in six months' time, six hours' time, and they know the entire experiences of of the genetic lineage of both the mother and the father, and wow. they never die, and they never die. Nobody wow. ever dies in the non-dual dimensions. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, there went my theory of, well, I'm going to get old and die. I was like, okay, well, if you can have that, then I want that, too. Uh-huh. And, and uh-huh. I want that for my family. I want that for my sons. I want that for my friends, who many of whom have already died. And um, And I'm not talking about aging and then just staying old forever. I'm talking about instant manifestation. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's what I thought. So you can see why I had to write about it. 
Absolutely. That's where I start. I started in February of 2014 getting this information by about June or July. I thought, well, this has got to be a book. Wow. So that's my beginning. <laughs> so what, what type of began. religion? Yeah, how what type of religion were you were you kind of raised in when you say that you uh, were raised in it, Christian? Okay. It's called Christian Church, just a Christian church. Okay. Okay. And you didn't have any problems from releasing that old floppy disk and going and going well, into Well, I did. This. You know, I did for a time, okay. you know, I felt I should be doing something and I'd try it and I'd try to go back to church and I'd just sit there and then I'd listen and I thought this just doesn't fit me anymore, you know. I really mm-hmm. I really can't embrace of uh, this philosophy of, of of you know what 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 they're telling me. So mm-hmm. and in the information I've, you know, Jesus is one of the masters that is on this council that that I form and it's in the second book. Um, we we I worked so had so much fun in this first book working with you know you you asked me what masters I was working with well, Osiris and Isis and Hathor and Toth, the Egyptian pantheon, and then people like um, Hiawatha and uh, a lot of the Native Americans, um, I'm very to those in my soul and genetic lineage, and and um, the Ashtar Command, Commander Ashtar himself, and Tonos is the Ashtar Commander that I, that I first stepped on his ship, and he's over 25 million years old, and he looks like he's about 30. Oh, he's he's just strikingly handsome. I I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting tall, dark, and handsome, and (laughs) (laughs) that's what he is. So, um, yeah, and of course he could look any age that he wanted. He could look like he was fifty or eighty or twenty or, or you know, that's that's part of instant manifestation. When you say that you were on a ship. Uh, for you, because I always ask this question, I have some really close, delightful, holy women and men friend in my life that <clears throat> have had the same experience. So when you say that you were taken on a ship or stepped on a ship, could you then you could you see the ship? Could you? Here's um, my my skills have been developed at, at different. My clairvoyance and my clairaudience and so forth have developed at, at different rates. My clairvo- my clairaudience, I hear I hear him speak just like I'm talking with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's there's absolutely no no what did he say unless he unless he speaks something very softly and then I just ask him to repeat it. But my vision has has developed in a little a little bit slower fashion, just describing that, not giving any energy, energy to it. It took me actually quite some time before I did see him. And I haven't seen, it's interesting, I haven't seen too many of the people on the council. When I, I usually just sit down on my sofa like I'm sitting here now during the day, and I shut my eyes and I just step energetically there and talk with people to the to the okay. ship or to the to the council. But at night I'm I'm um sometimes I don't get very much sleep at all because for years I've kept this little little voice recorder underneath my pillow and I wake up off and on during the course of the night and I record the things that I see in here because you know we we forget when we wake up. And I see and right. I see a lot yeah. I see a lot during that time, and I hear a lot, and um, it's it's fascinating, you know. Um, it's <laughs> sometimes it's a little scary about what I hear, but um, 
it's fascinating. And I use that material. Like when I go to the council, I say, well, what's this about? And, and do we need to do something about that? So let me tell you about the council, because in the first book, I'm, I'm interacting with a few masters, and then gradually it gets the work that Tonus and I do get bigger and bigger and bigger. We're sending transmissions to Earth. And by the way, each book explains in the front of the book how people can participate in the work that we do. Hmm. That's, that's what I'm really, really thrilled about, because, you know, we live here, and we have the vote in what happens to Earth, what happens for Earth. We're, we're creating our own reality I mean, I know that your listeners are aware of that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the Ashtar Command, they, uh, they, they can't come down and fix things. That's what my son said. Mom, why don't they just come down and tell people to shake them up? And I said, wait, they can't do that. That's, that's against the galactic laws. We have free will. So if you decide you want to be more of an active participant in an Earth's future, you want to have your say, you want to have your hopes for, for peace and love and for your own personal life, I, di- I guide you in the books on how to step directly onto our ship. It's easy. You just shut your eyes and you pretend. And Archangel Michael always, always accompanies you. You can join in the transmissions. Uh, the dates are on each each time we do that. You can just say, hey, I'm going to go to this April 14th, April 4th one, and I'm going to stand there and it's described in the book what we're doing so that you can add, you know, your your say so. That's what really um that's my hope that people when they read the books that they will do that because that speeds us even more quickly and gracefully into that eighth dimension of non duality. Wow. And is that, that, that dimension you absolutely I love that about you, Joy, and I love that that you stated that about your books because for me that is the prime reason, like you said, we're here is to participate in the healing of the earth and right. the ascension of process right now. Right. So that's why everyone's here now. I mean, this is the pinnacle time. This is it, folks. <laughs> now, if, you, yes. if you're not that type of person, if you just want to read and have fun, you can do that too. Because even just reading the books helps uplift collective consciousness of earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you're going to feel so hopeful and you're going to have so much fun learning about dragons and genies and fairies and and all these possibilities that are head, head for us. It's it's the magic that we that we've always hoped for um and that that is we've kind of lost touch with but it's here, you know? Yes. The yes. the fairies are here. They're just not quite on our dimension because you know, we're not ready. We're not ready for to interact with them. Um, wow. I was I was telling you about the council. Towards the end of that first book, we have such a grand party on the space on Tonos's spaceship. Anishimura is the name of it and it means the night sky. We have such a grand party. Individuals from all different uh non-dual worlds and galaxies and stuff visit this ship. I think there was over 50,000 people that came to see and learn about Earth. Because, and this is what Tonos told me, Earth is the most important world in the everything. I was, wow. I was, just, I was stunned when he told me that. And I'll, if you remind me, I'll tell you why that is in a moment. But anyway, when this party was over, and a lot of the work in the first book is about balancing masculine and feminine energies, because the goddess energy has not, has not been um, honored and as equal to the god energy with our society. So anyway, we, we had this grand party, and I thought, I don't want this work to end. I want to keep, I want to keep going with all these wonderful people. 
So the pony, the genie that I met um, pretty early on in this in this book, and he is blue, by the way, and a lot of the stuff we learn about genies is not true, but the abilities that they have are like the presto changel kind of thing, you know. You know, hmm. he, he knew. I, I, I asked something, and he'd already knew what I was, you know. He already manifested what I was, what I was asking for. Anyway, so he decided. We decided we were going to build a council on the tenth dimension of the moon, crystal and made out of crystal. He did it. Laponi made it, and secretly mined it from Earth because he wanted it to be, you know, really original. And then we started inviting people, and we have at the council table, it's kind of a replica of the Knights of the Round Table, only it's more oval, because we invited um, people like John Kennedy, President Kennedy, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Cleopatra, Julius Caesar, Mark Antony, uh, Marilyn Monroe, um, Hiawatha, some of the other Native Americans, uh, Hathor, Toth, Isis. Ash, Commander Ashtar, you know, one of the fairies, it, and a people that could give me in, input, uh, we, that I could bring ideas to, and they could say, well, let's do this. And then we developed this mechanism, it's like a crystal that sits in the middle of the table, where we can beam these um, energies, and they're always approved, by, like I say, by the Galactic Councils of Light. They have to pass muster for them. And then we beam these energies to Earth, these transmissions, and it and it gets so great that people from other universes. I mentioned that there were there's 46 other universes. People mm-hmm. from other universes started visiting our council, and they wanted to be part of the work that we were doing for Earth. So one by one, each universe developed a joy council, and um, mm-hmm. one of the one of the masters we have is. Originally, it was an, a 94 energy beings that you meet in the first book, and then they they embody, and they're sitting at the table. And they are, have the capabilities of of making every transmission perfectly calibrated for every individual in these other universes because, of course, they're very different than, than humans. They would have different priorities and different ways of, of thinking and expressing. So that's been very exciting. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be one of the most interesting guests I have ever had on this program. Well, That's thank you. Amazing. Thank you. But the thing is, the people that I'm working with are so fascinating. I mean, we've got King Arthur and Guinevere and some of the Knights of the Round Table at our at our table. So, wow. And I learned, I, I learned some of their story, too, which is in one of the books. But, mm-hmm. um <laughs> You know, it's just a privilege, and it's it's not just me and the few hundreds of people at the council table that are that are doing this work. There are millions, there are millions of people in this council from other universes, from our universe, that are assisting these transmissions. So it's going to be like a huge wave of wonderfully glorious energy that people can just, I hope, just dive in and take part of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you a question that um, many people ask me and, many, again, many people ask uh, the other guests that we have on. Like, what the heck is happening in the Oval Office at, in the United States and happening here on this planet at this time where there's a lot of dishevelment and... Um, is that human miscreation then that's happening upon our well, planet you know, at this time? As 
as we, as Gia, and by the way, she's also embodied, came to our party on the spaceship and sits at our council table. As she stretches to reach these, you know, these moving into these higher dimensions, it it does cause some tumult, some turmoil, some unsteadiness of, of energy, some like, whoa, what's happening today? I'm really tired. And things are being brought to light because they will be, you know, they, they need to be brought to the surface and released. Correct. So, re, you know, rather than focusing on the tumult, for example, please don't watch the news. Turn the news off, you know. Mm-hmm. You're only, mm-hmm. you, you know, focusing on the stuff that's, quote, wrong or that's a problem only feeds energy to it. Correct. So if yep. you can, you know, you know, you if you're at peace within yourself, that's the main thing that you can do to help be help Earth be peaceful. Yeah. And looking yeah. ahead, you know, it, where we are now, this is what the masters have told me. Everybody on Earth and Earth herself is physically located in the fifth and the sixth dimensions of Earth. We have, of course, since we're more than physical bodies, we're energy bodies. Our energy, our energy is everywhere in all the dimensions. I, mean, mm-hmm. and I know you know that. But mm-hmm. we lost the third dimension in 2009, and through the work of light workers and, and the council that I'm working with, we lost the fourth dimension in uh, two years ago. And when I say lost, I mean it's it's a good thing. They right. they. Elevated enough to to move away from from uh, from Earth, and everything that was on that dimension was able to lift up into the current dimensions we have, fifth and sixth. So as we stretch and we move into the seventh, that's almost seven is going to be almost like practicing for eight, because wow. there there is like a there is like a barrier between seven and eight. I'll be very frank with you, people that uh, are still struggling with hatred and uh, violence and uh, the stuff that happens in duality simply will not be able to move into that, that dimension. You just okay. gotta you just gotta let that go, you know. And, right. and Gia, Gia told me she said she's not gonna leave anybody behind, so it's really a personal choice about, you know, cleaning up your life, cleaning up your thoughts, find an energy modality that suits you or Start practicing something, practicing the golden rule, being kinder to yourself. There's a lot There's a lot of information on my blog about self-love, how to manifest ideal scenarios, how to really start getting rid of your stuff, you hmm. know, the stuff hmm. that's been holding you back or dragging you down or keeping you in the same old rut of, you know, getting up, going to work, coming home, going to bed. Yep, yep. So got, we got, we got, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, as we ascend to those higher levels of dimensions and consciousness, is there a different protocol, a way of life, a lifestyle that is different? Well, okay, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great question. So, eighth dimension—that's where instant manifestation happens. Eighth dimension. So, yep. can you picture? Can you picture this now? You have the ability to create anything you want. Okay, you're vibrantly healthy. You're the exact age that you want. You can change your clothes, you know, just by thinking, you know, what you want to wear today. So when we have instant manifestation, things are things, we, and there's no hatred. It's 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 non-dual. So there's no there's no resistance to creation. There's no good and bad. There, it's all good. So wow. think about what what we won't need. 
We won't need, well, first of all, there won't be any pollution. We'll be interacting with the fairies and dragons because we won't be killing things anymore. We won't need these huge tracts of farmland to produce food. We won't need prisons, judges, lawyers, doctors, uh, all the things that we, you know, to keep us healthy now. We've got teleporting abilities. I mean, we can still keep a car and make it go just by thinking it going <laughs> if we want. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, this is it's a real stretch, I know, for people maybe to imagine this. Maybe not so much for your listeners, but that's what, when we start thinking that way, that's what brings that about even even more rapidly. Yes. That's the dream. Yes. You know, we're dreaming, we're dreaming that future into existence. The Aborigines know that. That's all the dream. So when we yes. start, we, it's it's a challenge to lift yourself out of the minutia and quote the challenges of your daily life. But the books that I write are about the big picture, and they mm-hmm. they give you hope. They give you hope. It's mm-hmm. more than just mm-hmm. us. It, it, Earth is very important. And I was supposed to remind you: why is Earth the most important planet in all of these? Galaxies. Uh, that that is a great question. I I would ha- had trouble wrapping my brain around it myself because you know we're not told that we're just right. this little speck somewhere on the <laughs> somewhere out on the arm of the Milky Way. First of all, humanity is the youngest of spe- of species in all creation. All right. Hmm. And the main reason and the only reason that Earth is so important is because there is an energy area. It's, it's a realm associated with Earth, that you and all the light workers existing now and everybody, consciously or unconsciously, most of us unconsciously, because I really didn't know about this place, we set aside this place because in this game of creation, and it's a game, there has to be a point eventually where there's a, there's a kind of like, can be like the stop place, you know. We can stop and we can reconnoiter, and then the game will start again because it never ends. You know, we'll have a mm-hmm. new, a new creation, a new, and nobody really knows what that's going to be like. But there had to be some place where we could all kind of say, "Okay, here we are. Let's let's find out, figure out everything that we ever wanted to know, and then let's start again." And that place is called the fifth realm. This is not. I'm not talking about the fifth dimension. It's the fifth realm, and you could think of it as heaven if you'd like. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad are there. They died in 2014, 11 days apart, because they were soulmates. And I love to talk with them. You know, they're, they, they, in that fifth realm, you can and you do um, have the ability to experience in like infinitesimally short periods of time everything that you didn't get a chance to experience when you were alive. Wow. You just get to do it all. My mother has, you know, never graduated from high school when she was alive. She's she's experienced that and variations on that several times. They were never rich in this in this reality. They decided they wanted to rewrite their life and they experienced being rich and wealthy. So they're fun. They're fun to talk with. But and one of the other things they do is, especially my parents, since I'm doing so much work for the earth, they're holding the energy, the vision of of where we're going. Oh, they're they supporting are us. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're supporting us in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to brag a little bit. When we, when the Joy Councils first started in Book Two, Blossoming of Love, there were no universes that were completely non-dual. 
At hmm. this point, there are 13 entire universes that are non-dual. Wow. And three entire universes have ascended into the fifth realm. Wow. Now, Earth's going to go through, we have 25 dimensions, according to what the masters have told me. Mm-hmm. Once we get to eight, I can't, it's going to be just like, you know, sliding down a sea slope. It's going to be really easy. I'm planning to hang around there, though, because I want to enjoy all yeah. that, you know. <laughs> but uh-huh. once we once we finish that, once we move the tw- to the 25th dimension, then we also will all of us move into the fifth realm. Hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a big picture. It is. So it is. Uh, people who gather things such as minerals and crystals, do they do they enhance our ascension or remembrance or our elevation of our consciousness or the direction of the flow of our energy? How can I we think use they do. I, I okay. know that um, that everything is sentient, mm-hmm. and some of the crystals, of course, have masters in them. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got you know I've got crystals all over my house. I've been I was drawn to shiny rocks ever since I was a little girl. I haven't done a lot of the studying of, about crystals, but I know that uh, like I say I know that I've been told that they do have um, they do uh, facilitate um, you know different uh, attributes for humans. I don't I haven't like I said studied specifically that, but um, right I love them. Right. I just I just love to have them in my home. So yeah. right right. So um, let's talk a little bit, and then we'll take a question on the air, but let's talk a little bit about dragons, because many people don't believe in them, and then if they do believe in them, they wonder, are they friends, are they foes, are they real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. So (laughs) what do you think we need to know most about dragons? Well, they won't be eating people. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Actually, it's funny because, uh, you know, in the in the book too, I discovered that I discovered that we'd actually killed off dragons twice hmm. in in the history of Earth. Now there are dragons on other worlds, um, and I thought, well, it seems like only I I would like our dragons back. And I'd learned that some fairies had been stolen and some crystals had been stolen. Gia was telling me all this, and I thought, well, I thought let's let's claim them, let's get them back. And so I used the template. The fairies have a template. This is one of the sweetest things that I can tell you about the fairies. They have this template that anything that we kill, we're talking about uh, animals and trees and things, not humans. Anything that we kill, they take into their gardens. And the like the cows, for example, there's a special garden for cows where they come. They can pretend to eat grass. Uh, Shalaya, the fairy that I know, said they don't have to, but they like to, so we let them. They can pretend to eat grass and rest in the shade, and then when it's time for them to when they would naturally die, they just lay down and turn into sparkles. Wow. I was so wow. I was so happy to hear that because I've, there's a lot of trees that I've loved that we've cut down, but the fairies, you know, take them into their gardens. So anyway, with, with working with Gia and Archangel Michael, we were able to bring back all the dragons that had been killed. There was about four, four million of them. All the crystals that have been stolen and the fairies and the elves and the dwarves and other things that belong to Earth, they came back. 
And mm. she had put them, very wisely, she put them off our dimension. You know, I think she brought the dragons back to the seventh dimension. And the fairies are just a little bit off again, our dimension, so that they can they can be here, but they can be safe. So dragons. Um, let me read you. I can read you a little bit about Woundred, What he was. We were talking about dragons, and I mm-hmm. said um, he's a. He told me that he was a healer in his original life. He is one of the biggest of the dragons. He's five elephants tall, weighs about forty tons, and he's got a wing spread bigger than my house. Okay. Wow. And um, I asked him, uh, he asked me if he, if I wanted to know the stories of the dragons, and so I said, yes, of course. So here's what he said. This is in uh, Book 3, A Wish is Granted. He said, there were two annihilations of dragons. The first dragons, created by the ancient academy initiates, that's he's speaking about, speaking about initiates on Earth. They came from other worlds to experience what Earth's duality was like. They were free to live on the land and in the air, and they lived for many millions of years. They were part of the earth, and they were kindly to people if they were not hungry. (laughs) You wouldn't want to be around a hungry dragon in those days. Right, yeah. (laughs) They could even be brought into service to assist. If there were those who were being bothered, the kindly dragons sometimes helped the humans who were victims by driving away those who were less kindly. Some dragons were conscripted into service in order to drive humans to their knees. They were used inappropriately. The dragon's heart is pure unless he is hungry. And I agree that it wouldn't be good to be around a hungry dragon. And then I want to know what happened after people killed all those dragons. And Woonford says, There was a cave with a golden pearl, which was the last dragon egg. It was held in a sacred nest of energy that kept it from being destroyed or awakened from within. A wizard knew of this egg and awakened it. That dragon grew and called forth with the breath of fire all those to rise again. Are you wondering who the dragon was who was awakened? And I asked, would it have been you? And then I hear his big laughter. Then he says, it would. And I ask, who saved the egg? And he says, it was saved for the future by someone of kindness who is in this room. Will you give your name? And then Osiris spoke softly as he admitted that he is a romantic and the dragons are beautiful. And he says, it was very special for him when Moonford was added to our council, for he has had my protection. So dragons, um, they are, they, they, we formed an academy on another world for the dragons because they wanted to learn how to interact with humans in a peaceful manner. See, on the eighth dimension, we won't we won't have to be killing things for to eat. So, uh, I mean, just we can just we can consume food, um, but it and we also can just exist on by breathing and eating light. So they're teaching the baby dragons. I thought this was really cute. The baby dragons get excited, okay? When they get excited, they are, do not have good control of their fire, and they sparks fly out their nose. <laughs> if you happen to be close to a baby dragon and that happens, you have a good chance of kind of getting incinerated. So they're trying to, trying to teach the babies, you know, how to, <laughs> how to not be so excited. Because they want to be able to be, they want to be able to be partners with humans. They really had hoped to do that in ancient times, but um, humans being humans, that just didn't didn't happen. Hmm. So friends, hmm. they're going to be friends. Sounds like it. 
Yeah, because I have friends that talk to dragons all the time and see dragons, and uh, they will talk about the return of the dragons. Yeah. Yes. So are you ready, Joy, to uh, be asked a question? We have Maria from New York. Sure. Okay. Maria? Yes. You are on the air with Joy. You can ask your question. Thank you. Hello. 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 Yes. Yes. I want to ask something. Is there, so I going to go in Italy in December with me and my daughter? This is I go. Uh, would you repeat your question? I'm, I have a little difficulty understanding what you said. So, so you see, in the month of December, so I'm going to go yes. in Italy with me and my daughter. Yes. I'm and what go? do you want to know? What do you want to know about that? You know, I'm going to be pretty good there. I'm going to be good at finances. I'll go there. Well, you know, I really don't I don't get into discussing those kinds of things with people. I, I don't consider myself a psychic, although I do feel, you know, if I tune okay. into an individual and work with them, and you know, sometimes I can give them information. But I'm really more focused on just reporting what's, what's happening with the work energetically. I think I would just encourage you to check your own inner knowing and just intend that if you want to go, that the angels are surrounding you on every part of your trip, then that you are safe and you enjoy your time there. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for calling in, Maria. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, good answer to that, Joy. Check in on your inner knowing. Right, yeah. And, and I, I love the fact um, when you said at the very beginning of this program where you set out from the get-go that you were not going to talk or be a, a channel for... Um, entities that you were only going to be working with the masters and the right. holy ones. Was that an right. intention? Was that an invocation? Was that a direction that you got from uh, uh, Commander Ashtar? Was- no, that was my intention. You know, that's then okay. that's the process that in Serenity Vibration Healing that I use, too, that I'm always working with only the beings of light who are you know, aligned with the highest good for, for all. So, you know, why would you want to speak with someone who um, who is on the other side, quote, so to speak, you know? I, I just don't want to have anything that's going to lower my vibration in any way. So I'm very yeah. careful about who I work with, and, and I'm trying to be as accurate as possible about the information that I share because there's so many, um, there's so many myths, third-dimensional myths, that some of us are still hanging on to about, you know, about fairies. I mean, first of all, there is no such thing as a bad fairy. Correct. <laughs> yes. No such thing as a bad dwarf or any of those. They're earth keepers. Without the fairies, earth would be dead. That's what Gia told me. Huh. They support every green thing on earth. And everywhere that there's a greenery, there's a fairy garden. Now, there isn't a fairy gar- aren't fairy gardens in Antarctica or in the ocean or in the Sahara Desert. But there is even a fairy, fairy queen for um, the Arctic Circle. 
So there's over 25 million fairies, and each fairy garden has a fairy queen, hmm. which was news to me. And in book yeah. one, I discovered that there were no such things as boy fairies, <laughs> which was like, oh, no, how can that be? So we set about rectifying that in book two, Gia, working with Gia. And that's a really a hilarious story because fairy girls knew about knew about males of the species because if if anybody has ever had sex outside, guess who's been watching? Ah, I can hardly <laughs> wait to tell my husband yeah. this. Yeah, the fairies, you know, and they so they know all about you know human re- production, recreation, and production. So. When uh, Gia assigned the fairy girls the task of drawing a picture of the ideal fairy boy for them, for the, each of them, there were some design challenges. <laughs> because I'm fat. <laughs> they drew a certain part of the anatomy way too large, many of them, and, and so Gia had to correct that um, ah. that misconception. <laughs> But Rosebud, Rosebud's the first boy fairy ever created. Gia just started with one because she kind of wanted a test program. And that hmm. was he was such a hit that, um, sure enough, that garden was clamoring for, you know, boy fairies. And and most of the fairy girls knew, do have a boy partner now. Not not all of them, but mm-hmm. many of the gardens do. They're, I mean, they're just lovely. I've been privileged to be able to interact with them, to learn about the things that they like to do. That they love to laugh and sing and dance and and uh, learn about how they dress themselves and uh, just just uh, marvelous with the information well, about tell, fairies. Um, tell Maria and all of our other listeners how they can begin to interact with fairies or how they can interact with their angels. How What would be the best Step as they enter, like you said, you just sit on your couch and you enter right. into this realm. How would right. you suggest well, fairies, people like Maria? You know, fairies will that? not come in. Fairy, fairies will not come into your house. Okay. They may stick their head in or their hand in, but you know the only thing that a fairy consumes is dew. So if you've ever been, you know, I did for years. I left out a cookie or left out different sweets for the fairies, and I asked the fairy queen for the garden where I am. I said. You know, do you like the cookies and stuff they leave out? And she kind of had this tone or tone where she goes, "Well, you know, that's food for you, but that's dead stuff." You know, <laughs> so so you know, if they just drink do, they're not going to find that in your house. So they don't want to come into your house, but they will stick their <laughs> armor hand in. So the best way to interact with fairies is to go outside okay. and just and just get quiet. Maybe even close your eyes and say, "You know, I just would like to." Just ask for a conch, ask for a fairy conch, which is what a fairy queen will give you with her wand. And they really do have fairy wands. And I've been conched for things like luck forever and, you know, just wonderful things. You can make a special request, but the conch of a fairy queen opens a heart. Hmm. It just is a, it's a real blessing. And I've got some, I'm going to be doing some expos coming up and I'm, you know, some of the fairy queens are going to give gifts like they're going to whisper into their ears people's ears, something special about each of them. They're going to show them, one other queen's going to show them some visions of the future that are really encouraging. So, you know, just lay down, and when it's nice outside, lay down in the grass. You may want to have a blanket so you don't get any chiggers. Lay down in the grass and just close your eyes and listen because they're going to whisper in your ears if you ask. Hmm. 
Hmm. Hmm. Well, tell us how we get in contact with with genies. Because most well, people you know, don't believe in genies. Right. I don't, you know, I do not know. I know that they are have existed in the earth in the past because I had one person say, hey, I encountered this. And she described him. He peeked out from behind my cabinet and he gave me the raspberries and then he vanished when I was a genie. I, I know that the genies are all now busy uh, working with the Joy Council. Um, okay. So, but you, of course, you know, since we're all one, you can connect any of them that you want to at, at this time. The thing about genies is, that, you know, they were created, they were slaves. They were created to be servants. They were created to be babysitters. Interesting. Um, and they were, you know, a lot of them were really misused. You know, if they were created in a world, dual world environment, they were used. They were like slaves. So I think that they have all been emancipated. There's about 89,000 of them in all the universes. Um, I, I, you know, angels, angels are really easy to contact. You know, you just get quiet and just say, you know, angels, help me. You know, anything that's, anything that's non-manipulative, you know, that you're asking for, the angels, if they're allowed to, they'll give it to you. Hmm, Interesting. Well, you know, I'm go- I and my husband are going to Ireland, which I am so excited to connect with yes. all of the fairies and little beings. Leprechauns in- are there. Yes, leprechauns. That's the only uh, place where they are. Oh, my husband because will people love in, that. People in Ireland, Ireland believe in the leprechauns. You know, people here yes. don't, don't really. Yeah, so yes, you know the I... fairies, the fairies and dragons and everything—they were more supported in in uh, in those countries, in France and England and stuff. They have more of a history there, and that's you know, if you believe in something, I ask you, well, how come you know how come they're only in Ireland? She said, well, and what is it with leprechauns and gold? Well, there's an, a blog article about that, but she said, well, I almost had to create the leprechauns because people were always just imagining who is hiding the gold, where could the gold be? And so the the she described the leprechauns. They look exactly like we picture them. Hmm. You know, they're about knee they're about knee high, mm-hmm. and they they love the the green. They got the little belts. They got the hat. They got the buckles. They got the whole ball of wax. I talked with one wow. of them in one of the books. His name was Cardma. Talked to me about gold, about you know the fear, how they what they believe in gold, about the magic of gold. So. It's you know there's more creatures in heaven and earth than we've ever dreamed of wherever that yeah <laughs> that quote comes from and uh, and it's been you know it's been fun to learn about these kind of beings so yeah. I you know I hope people will the spirit of my books is is really to just encourage to 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 bring joy to people to help them remember that life is magical and it, and it will be even more so the more that they. The more that they dream about, you know, what the possibilities could be for their lives. Wow, wow. Well, your energy and um, again the the sweetness of even your titles and things like that are are so um, wonderful that it is. Would you suggest in these Joy Chronicles, if people are going to read them, would you suggest that they start with book one and then book two? And then go to book well, three. 
I'm an orderly person. <laughs> I, I am too. And I, am too. I do believe that, you know, and the books are in chronological order. Okay. Um, I, but I have people come to the expos and they say, well, you know, I just want this one book. And I say, that's fine, because I think what they'll find is they're going to want to know how did that, what did the stuff in that book, how did, it, how did they get to that place in that book, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So book one, I, and I'm in the process of editing. The new version will be available October 12th. Um, I'm working with a developmental editor that I'm very excited about to help me make the story flow even more. It's a great story mm-hmm. now, but I think mm-hmm. it'll be um, even more so um, very soon. It's available on Kindle. My books are on my website, www.joyelaine.com. They're on Amazon. They're on Kindle. Um if people are hesitant about which one to buy, you know, just feel in. There's a description, a short synopsis of each book on my website. So you can say, oh, okay, I want to look at this one, see what that's about. Um, oh, okay, that's got Arthur and Guinevere in it. That's got about Stonehenge. That one's got about Noah and Nessie in it. Uh, you know, there's. Hmm. Just, I'm a curious person, so I'm just always asking questions. Yeah. And there's lots yeah. of answers in the books, you know. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. So we so, we have another question for you. This is going okay. to be Selena from Minnesota. Selena, hi there. Um, I want thank you, thank you. I wanted to thank you both for a very inspirational show, and I had a question for Joy, please. Um, yes. I was curious about whether the Ashtar commanders had any instructions or suggestions for those of us on the third dimension who are on spiritual paths so that we can um, we can move forward through the dimensions and be able to um, manifest. So what is it, any instructions or ideas that they have for us in order to be able to move through the different levels to get to the level where we can manifest, as you were describing in the mm-hmm. early part of the program mm-hmm. tonight? The Tonas or, or Commander Ashtar have never have never given me specific do this, do this, do this. But you know, they're on my website. There is a place where you can. Uh, it's under World Missions. You can take part in a mission to assist the Ashtar Command. You can actually, I describe, you know, stepping onto one of their ships and <clears throat> which part of the Earth, you know, you'll be directed to assist. <clears throat> but they they are not allowed to. They're not allowed to uh, advance us. None of the galactics are advances in any way beyond our readiness. That's the other, you know, big rule. So, if you feel if you're feeling drawn to work with them, then I suggest you know you check, get quiet. Um, you can come aboard that first ship that that I manifested myself on on uh, on Anishimura on April 14th. I think it was in 2000, April 4th maybe. The dates at the top of the page. And you know, intend to be part of the transmission, or you can you can read the blogs and find out more about the Ashtar Command, and you can read especially about how to how to uplift yourself. There's a, some a blog called the um, Golden Ticket, and it uh, offers a serenity vibration healing process for really manifest manifesting ideal scenarios for any area of your life. There's also one about self love. There's lots of I've, I've managed to weave in as much of healing and clearing work that I could in these uh, in my blog, and I've just I'm just coming out with a new one this coming week about dreaming big. 
about supporting your earth, the earth, about those things that I was talking about, about instant manifestation. And there's an SVH clearing in that also that I would I heartily recommend that you take advantage of after you read what I'm suggesting you dream because it will really stretch your mind to imagine the future that's possible for us. It'll be uh, it'll be next week. I'll, it'll be posted. Um, dream, dream our dream our magic future. I think is the title of it. Well, thank you. That's very helpful. I'll definitely check that out, and I appreciate that very much. Thank you both. You're welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Selena. You bet. Bye bye. So, I'm going to ask this question, which. Which you know, I I've told you that I've been doing my work for a long time. Have you, do you or have you run up against people who say, "Joy, come on, dragons, fairies, yeah. leprechauns." <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, do yeah. do any of your family members think that oh you went gosh. off your rocker? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I told my thirty, I think it was thirty-five year old son. I said. Uh, you know, we don't. We're not. We're going to have a future where we don't have to die. And and he goes, Mom, everybody dies. See, that's the mindset. I mean, when you've when you've had that for that's been your reality for hundreds of thousands of years. It's a whole. It's a whole other ball of wax about not dying. And my uh, another relative who shall be nameless, in case he ever <laughs> listens to it, this. I, when I told him, our parents had just died. Well, they're, anyway, somebody close to me, our, my parents had just died. And I was telling this person, you know, in the future, we won't have to die. And he goes, oh, keep that under your hat. <laughs> For God's sake, don't tell anybody that. You know, so, and, it, and, and, and I can see why, you know, who would want to be, who would want to live forever if they're old and if they're infirm and if they, you know, if they're weak and they, and they can't enjoy life. Nobody wants that. So I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, you know, being 80 and living 80 is forever. I'm talking about being 30 and feeling like you're a kid and, and looking like you're a kid and, and living that way forever. That's very appealing to me. Yes, yes. So I'm going so, to yes. ask, when we talked so before... When, when, the, I, when the dragons are flying overhead in the eighth dimension, hopefully my 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 family is still hanging around there so they can see that. I think, and and when I in the next few years, I'm going to be looking younger and younger. I've seen myself already looking like I'm 23. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I can see things in the future, and I and I've seen that. I didn't know who I was. I had to go to the council and say, "Hey, who is this person?" And they go, "Well, that's you." <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. So, do they give a time? continuum of when this ascension to the eighth dimension will happen for people? Okay, so, you know, the thing about time thing is they say, you know, if we tell you a time, what if it, what if you could manifest it sooner and you don't because we've said, oh, such and such yes. time. Yes. But, and, and, and this is not for everyone, it's not to be bragging, but just because I've been focusing on this with the, with the SVH and with also with some academy studies that I've been doing with some of the Masters of Light that go back, been moving back in time millions of years to do these studies. I'm, I'm hoping in the next few years it's a possibility for me. Now, Earth could be another 8, 10, 20, 10 years, maybe 15 years, but 
you know, stick around. I'm telling people, hang around here, you know, get your act get your act together, maybe let go of your act and so that you can be with us, you know. I I know that that that's not going to be um that well, I shouldn't say that. The possibility is that a lot that many people because I'm one of the earliest baby boomers, they just won't they won't be able to in, embrace that. They're tired yes. and totally describing this, not giving in the energy. They're tired and they're ready to go. Like yes. a lot of my classmates have already died. So yes. I'm hoping that, you know, that the message comes out that if you can start, you know, start focusing on what you really choose, start, you know, doing some energy healing to get yourself stable enough to where you can hang around to join to enjoy this wonderful future for us. I hope that they can do that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know how many how many people will do that, but I am. That's my yeah. future. I'm claiming it. I wanna hang around with you, Joy. <laughs> oh, I hope you do. <laughs> yes. 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 Because I do believe in that whole mindset. And and this is what I tell women all the time. We don't look like our mothers did or our grandmothers did. I mean, I'll be 65, and, and, and I, all of my friends are in this stage of energy. And w- when we look in the mirror and how we dress and what we talk about and the vivaciousness of which we have, I swear to high heavens, we're already experiencing the higher dimensions. Yes. We look differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, we are vivacious. We are sensual. We are productive. We uh, uh, are uh, exercise. I mean, everything, it, you know, when they talked about that the 40s were really the new 30s and the 50s were the new 40s. Mm-hmm. There was something to that. We saw women and men looking younger and younger and younger and younger. And so I would encourage people just like you are encouraging people, watch your mindset. You're going to go wherever right. your mindset is. Right. Clean up your inner, your inner dialogue. That's that's a really big one. You know, that voice that says you can't or... You know, all the programming that we've had. Serenity is really good for that to help release that. Um, you know, release those old thoughts that just aren't empowering anymore. You catch yourself yeah. doing that and you just stop. You just switch your focus to something that's that's fun. You know, we we were we are here to really have fun. Mhm. I mean that if if there's a purpose for everybody, it's to it's to have fun and to live joyfully and to experience life that way. And we just forgot that when we grew up, a lot of us. You know, it's mm-hmm. drudgery. If you're mm-hmm. not having fun, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree completely. Tell me where you think, um, you know, your, your books are filled with all these unique characters. Where do you see the series going? Do you see yourself well, starting a, another? Here's the funny thing. I've seen, I've seen in the future that there are going to be movies. Okay, great. I've seen that uh, there's going to be things like the act, there's going to be action figures. I've seen one of my relatives in the future wearing a shirt that has one of the people that the council featured on the front of it. So, hmm. I, I mean, it, it's they're going to be big. 
I've I've told that they're going to I've been told that they're going to be bigger than Harry Potter and Star Wars. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's a new it's like they they really don't fit in any genre really. I mean, they're narrative nonfiction. They look like they're fiction. The covers look like they're fiction. I mean, that's one of the book publishers that I approached said, "Well, these look like they're fiction." I said, "Well, they're they're you can read them that way, and people will." I mean, my web assistant, who's worked with me for over a year and reads all my blogs and everything, she's sure that the books are fiction. I've told her they're not, but you know, that's her belief. And I and fine, you know, read them that way. However, you want to read them, read them as fiction or nonfiction. But they are my actual experiences with the beings that I write about. So. That's it. That's all I can say about them. They're going to be big, and I hope that they're going to be big because all of you are part of the wave of bringing this future into be into being, this magical future that is our destiny. Wow. So all the people who are on the earth right now, would you say that they are all star seeds from different planetary yep. star systems and planets? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in book six, I learned that um, people that we think are indigenous, like the Native Americans and three-fourths of the African tribes and the Aborigines, nope, came from the stars. Yep. They, yep. Most of them know that. That's in their history. But they came from the stars to, to either to experience what duality is like, because they came from non-dual worlds. Imagine that. Coming from a world where you can snap your fingers, or you don't even have to snap your fingers, and you have anything you want. Coming to a world of duality, where it's it, it was really difficult, really difficult for them. But they stayed here to help us. I don't think humans maybe, maybe wouldn't have survived if without their assistance, because they taught us, and I, and I talk about that in the front of book six, they taught us things about how to live in, how to live in caves, how to, how to live, you know, how to, work with horses and and animals how to how to trade how how to how to exist um the beginnings of humanity were just described as pretty grim because they were i've been told and this has maybe raised some hackles on some people but i've been told but they were created by dual galactic races uh to be slaves you know to dig mm-hmm. dig gold and to mine crystals and stuff so as they started developing, as they started getting enough genetic material to have souls, uh, when when humans started having souls, then it was hands off. Uh, all the races that were involved in, you know, creating slaves, they had to, they had to leave. But we have yeah. those genetics of both the dual and non-dual races. So you know, we've got a mixture, like uh, kind of like mongrels, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you know, they the the people they they that's just that's just history. We are what we are now and we have the option to involve to this non dual on our own and I think it's been really I think it's made us a better better race of of having mm-hmm. the challenge of living in duality and able to move into non duality. So you said there's a veil or or um um something between the seventh seven dimension and eight. And, yeah. seven and eight. And eighth yeah. is non-duality. Eighth is non-dual, the first non-dual dimension. We're only, we, we're only having five, six, and there's just very few people that are beginning to move into seven. I'm hoping to be, you know, one of the first to, to you know, some of the people that I work with in the academies that we're, we work with 
are are holding the energy of moving into that to to be a way shower, to say, hey, yeah. look, this is possible. You know, once I start looking like twenty three to my brother or to my to my family to my sons, they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to believe <laughs> what I'm saying is the truth. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I hope that they do before that, but. It's gonna gonna be high, kind of hard to ignore when mommy who was seventy two doesn't look like she's seventy two anymore. Mhm. 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 So. Wow. Wow. I'm ready for it. So, so do most people go to these spiritual academies? Because I know that I'm a person who goes to these spiritual academies, or I call them spiritual universities where the masters are teaching, I see myself sitting in a desk being taught. Uh, So do most people, do you believe, go to these spiritual universities or do they have to apply? I don't know about most, but I know know that there are lots of them. Okay. I mean, the academy that I'm part of, I know that, you know, there's there's not too many people of, but... um, but I know that there are lots of, of lots of light workers doing lots of wonderful work. Maybe maybe yeah. unconsciously, but like you know, like you said, we're all here right now because this is we intended to be here. We wanted to be here now because this is the time. This is the pinnacle time. So you probably already told our listeners this, but what do you want the readers to receive from the Joy Chronicles? Hope, encouragement, uh, realizing that they're, they're, they are important, that their thoughts, their wishes are, are, are vitally important to bringing about a future where, where all these beautiful things will manifest. You know, we sometimes forget we're not important, feel like we're not important because, you know, it seems like everybody's just doing their own thing and the world's going on without us and what can we do? Well, one person is vital. One person is is so important because of, of the oneness. You know that's another another concept in the books, the one tribe. Um, there's a we're we're all energy, really. That's our true nature is energy, light, love, and we we've got these lumps of bodies, you know, that kind of swim around in the stew of that energy, and really, there's no secrets. Really, I mean. At some level, everybody knows this. They've kind of forgotten it, and they got into this duality realm so that they could forget that they're all one and experience life as an individual, but we still are all one. So your thoughts on a daily basis are important. You are important, every one of you. And they create the reality. Yes. Mm -hmm. So who do you hang out with, Joy? Well, I I mean that... you know, I, mean I really that don't. A sincere in, question. In my in my physical realm here, yes. Um, yes, I I have I have very few people. I'm really kind of a hermit. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I mean, I I'm alone. I I don't I'm not I don't have a partner. My sons live about six hours away. I have I, I go to a massage therapist every two weeks, so I get a hug then. Um, I go to the library. I go to the, the, you know, one of our local organic stores. I'm really pretty much just doing books and doing expos. I do travel to expos. I've got three scheduled coming up in the, in October. So my friends live in Europe. 
They live in Malaysia. They live in, you know, different parts of the country because they're severity vibration healing practitioners. I've been told that I'll be living in France in a chateau in a few years, and so that'll be that'll be a big, big change. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how that's going to happen, but you know, it's just just part of the part of what's going to happen. It's going to be a big mm-hmm. shift for me, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. ready for it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a publisher. Somebody is going to listen to one of these radio shows or pick up one of my books, and and it's going to just start a big wave. Mhm. Mhm. In the meantime, I'm doing what I need to do to bring that about. I believe you and know you and your energy because I have been teaching I hope not being too evangelistic, but teaching about non-duality and how we can raise our consciousness and our thoughts and our frequency to become a united front and to become one with our star nations and like you said the return of the star tribes Mm -hmm. and right and i see that happening to many people now uh upon the earth those people who i see here I, I tell people that's why I created the Hope Interface Center because they are my family um, and we gather here to understand um, becoming one with the star tribes and now the dragons and the fairies and the genies um, uh, to become connected and one with them. Mm-hmm. I think it's, right. it's a great way to begin that process, to begin that yes. process. right. Right. My family so it, really, they feel like my family is at the Joy Council. I yeah. mean, I have, um, my parents are, have passed. Most of my aunts and uncles are gone. I think I have one that's, uh, I have one aunt that's living out in California. But, you know, most of the people that, that are my immediate family are, um, are live at a distance or they're, or they're dead. So mm-hmm. um, the people that I've, that I've, interacting with i mean it's really odd to say that you know president kennedy is my friend and and that was a thrill when i first got a chance to talk with him because i remember when he was assassinated now he's an ascended master i'm not when the people at the council when i'm saying you know cleopatra and julius caesar and anthony and and abraham lincoln i'm talking about the ascended versions of them they're not like they were when they're on earth yeah. You know, they're like they're like Jesus. They're like, you know, Mother Mary and Magdalene and Jesus. They're they're ascended. They're they're in their perfected state. So you know, they don't have any of the karma or any of the drama or any of the direct that was associated with them when they were alive. They're really fat, marvelous people. I enjoy yeah. interacting with them. So Yeah. And I've yeah. enjoyed interacting with you very much. I hope I get, uh. get a chance to come up there and visit with you sometime. I, I think we're so want to invite you my assistant Jody she's clapping right now (laughs) as we're doing this radio show yes I find you fascinating and and wonderful and what you have to offer our listeners and all of humanity uh, through these joy chronicles is an opportunity to bring the magic and uh, the magic back to their life and like you said I could have said it better yeah. Exactly. Yes. 
Um, it's not yeah. a mystery anymore. You, you're bringing you're bringing this wonderful information um, and bringing magic back um, to our lives. So, uh, would you tell our listeners once again where they can get your books or receive okay. information from you, where they can order them? All right. So grab a pencil. It's my name. Okay. It's Joy Elaine. J-O-Y-E-L-A-I-N-E dot com is my website. You can order the books from there. You can, if you're in the Midwest, I'm going to be in Ohio, those uh, in Columbus and in Hilliard, Ohio, uh, coming up in first part of October, doing an expo there. I have my books there and be speaking, talking about the fairies and getting gifts from fairies. If you're not in my area, then on my website, also on Amazon, and also there are Kindle versions uh, on on uh, Amazon. Um, you can order uh, all of them that way. And if you're not ready to dive into the books, I hope you are. But if you aren't, then dive into the blogs on my blog on my website because man, have I got the goodies there for you to read about and to enjoy and to do some clearing work on yourself so that you can really get your path swept clean. You know. Wow. Wow. Well, I will definitely be in contact with you. I would love to have you come to the Hope Interface Center and join us for the star gathering and um, opportunities that we hold here at the center. I mean, you are the real deal. Um, So the other question I want to ask you, Joy, because you're you're fascinating to me. So would you call yourself – like uh, some people that I talk to, they'll say that I'm a 44th dimensional being or an eighth dimensional being or an avatar. And you don't need to necessarily label yourself in that. But what would you say if I asked you that question? I, I am an avatar. Okay. I thought so. And, and, I'm, and I'm here to, to uh, radiate uh, the true na- the true na- my true name, which is Joy. Yes. 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 And I didn't Thank discover you. that. I didn't discover that until like I was, you know, 67 or 68. I didn't really figure out that's, that one of my main purposes is to write these books. And so, you know, it's never too late. <laughs> I mean, when somebody is over 25 million years old, you know, 72 is really pretty young in, in comparison. Yeah. To that. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That is true. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Well, it has been definitely a joy to speak to you tonight, Joy. Oh. And <laughs> I deeply appreciate you and the work that you do and the books that you so boldly and honestly put out there. I just am amazed and would like to, um, I'll stick around with you, Joy. I, I, I like the age 29 or look like I'm 29 years old again. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the feeling, the feeling of yeah. being young again. You you really, I've experienced that a couple of times now recently because of the, I'm being assisted by some of the, some of the healers on the higher dimensions. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I forgot how that felt. It's, yeah. I don't, I can't, I really can't describe it. It's just like, a, it's like your body feels like fresh, fresh air. You know, you're just like, yes. oh, that's what that's what it was when you were young, and you just you know that was just how you were then, and you're just how you are now, which is not like that, but you're going to return to that. So, 
Very encouraging. Yes. yes, yes. Well, I will be in contact with you again once again. Thank you so much for being You're on welcome. the program tonight. I appreciate it so much. You brought joy into my heart. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, I want to thank um, all of you. I want to thank the callers that we had in. I always love it every time when I think is this program getting anywhere to our listener in New York who's still on. Thank you, Maria, for calling in and Selena. We have phone calls um, and listeners from across the nation and into Canada and into Mexico. And so I so um, want to let you know that I appreciate who you are and listen. I also want to acknowledge tonight the legions of angels that are always standing by to help us with these programs. I thank thee, I thank thee, I thank thee. I want to thank the fleets of ships that are also my family who are helping with this planet Earth and helping with this program tonight. I thank thee, I thank thee. A special thank you to Astar, Commander Astar and Sananda and Metatron, especially Michael the Archangel and Matreya. I want to especially thank my eternal uh, teachers and mentors that are uh, have taught me to stay the course and live and love in non-duality. I want to put out a big shout out for Tom, who is always there helping me with this program. Uh, you are one of my gurus and helpers upon the planet. To Jody Schultz, my assistant, who helps me with getting these names and um, speakers on our program. I give her a name and say contact them. She's on it immediately. So I want to shout out and thank you all. Our next show will be on October 30th, and we will be live once again at 7 p.m. She is returning to be a guest. Her name is Caroline Oceana Ryan. I have been fortunate to meet her in person. She has come to the Hope Interface Center for our star gathering. She is the real deal as well, very authentic. She's an author, speaker, channeler. She has channeled information from angels and spirit guides since childhood. And she currently right now channels divine wisdom from higher energies that she calls the collective which is a group of higher beings that include ascended masters and angels and archangels and fairies and fairy elders and earth elementals and galactic family members and other higher guides. And she always says they are all here to support us in this ascension and into our higher selves and move us into unity consciousness. So I uh, invite you to come and listen once again to our program on October 30th, live with Caroline Oceana Ryan. And until we meet again, I want to say to you, have a a blessed, blessed fall as we've just walked into it. I wish you all well. Until we meet again, namaste, namaste, namaste. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.